If you really want success, anything that can be delegated should be delegated. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing fantastic, man. Um, just in, enjoying 2021 as it as it comes. We're already, man, we're already like three weeks in. It's crazy. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited about the opportunities that 2021 is going to bring. I'm excited about really doubling down on a lot of the stuff that's been working and trying to make sure I'm cutting out any of the stuff that's not working. So really been spending some time thinking about, all right, what worked in 2020, 2019, 2018, 20, uh, 2010 even, you know, like what worked and what have I been doing lately that hasn't been working that I may, maybe should just get cut out and, and, um, focus on the results. So really been focusing on that, trying to spend time with it. Um, I'm starting to journal about it a little bit more, um, and, and, really be purposeful about how do I push forward, continue to grow, do the right things. Right. And that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, the key of being an entrepreneur is always like reinventing yourself and growing and learning. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get better and I want people around me to get, you know, continue to get better too. So we can all have success. And, and I think that's, that's what it's all about. So yeah, that's one, one of the things I like about you most, Todd, you're always looking to add value to other people, build other people up. Well, I, I feel like, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, by the way, this isn't what this episode is about. Uh, but I just feel like I personally, I get more out of, out of life. If, if I do that, not only do it, does it make me feel good. Right. Uh, but I get to watch other people around me grow. I get to watch other people around me do good things. And I think if we all can collectively do good, do good things that, that helps everybody out and ultimately it helps me out too. So I think it's, I think it's important and I encourage other people to do the same where they can. And we all have a lot of value we can bring to this world. So let's, uh, let's keep on bringing it. Fair enough. Uh, Matt, why don't you introduce today's topic? Yeah. Well, today we're going to be talking about why you should use professionals. So professional attorneys, accountants, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And I think, you know, it's so easy for us to try to take the shortcut, right? And because, or do it ourselves, right? Because it's cheaper, it's cheaper to do it yourself. And you know, you can probably do a lot of the stuff. Do you really need to spend the money on, you know, some of this stuff? So like, I'll give you a, for instance, when I was first into this business, I, there's no way you're going to catch me paying, a, paying an attorney. Those guys are expensive. Like, man, they want to charge me 300 bucks an hour. Are you kidding me? 300 bucks. Oh, I'm not going to pay you 300 bucks an hour. And by the time you're all said and done, it's probably more than that anyway. Like, I don't want to pay. I can come up with my own contracts. Like I'm smart enough guy. I can come up with a contract. We can sign it. Plus I trust people like, well, who's going to sue me? I'm not doing anything illegal or wrong. And who's going to sue me? So I don't need an attorney. I didn't use an attorney for like anything. Um, you know, hand draft the documents myself and had people sign them. My leases were all made by me. 
um, anything. And, and if it got a little too much in the weeds, I just went online. There was rocket lawyer and, you know, whatever else there was out there where I could get a document drafted contract for deeds and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, forget these attorneys why am I going to pay them? So I was guilty of it. And I, that's been my, I've been guilty on in more than just attorneys and other things too. Like, ah, why do, I don't need to use that them. They're expensive or whatever. And, and uh, you know, even in the, even in the construction field, ah, I'm not going to use a plumber on this job. I just use my, you know, handyman to do a job. It's sure a permit should be pulled, but we just won't pull a permit this time. And, and, you know, when I look back at it, um, man, I, I don't agree with a lot of that. And there's too much risk involved and we have to look at, and now sometimes we have to look at, okay, what's the risk versus reward. But at the same time, I, I, I will not go about doing things without, especially without attorneys. Um, but there's certain things where you just go, man, my time is more valuable. The opportunity, you know, to create and do more things if I don't do this and the mistakes that I could make if I don't hire the right professional, um, just far away <laughs> me doing it myself. So, uh, you know, you, for instance, had a, uh, a book that you recently wrote and is, is, is out there to the public to be able to purchase. Now, some of it you did yourself, a lot of it you did yourself, but there's parts of it that you hired out. Why, why choose hiring any of it out? Like, can you talk to, what are, what are a couple of things that you hired out and why did you choose to do that? Well, I, so I wrote the book myself, but then I hired an editor uh, to go through and fix all my grammatical and spelling errors that, uh, you know, I didn't catch when I was rereading it and, and spell check from Microsoft Word and such. And then also a designer for the book cover, uh, since uh, they have, you know, a better eye than I do, as well as uh, an, a reader to like a, a voice actor to create the audiobook for me. So I, I did the, I hired the editor because it's good to have fresh eyes to look at something that uh, yep. somebody who knows proper English uh, that, uh, you know, where I, where I type, you know, I'm just talking or I'm typing as I talk sort of thing. And then the book cover to just to make it more appealing, to make it pop. And then for the voice actor, for the audiobook, when I speak, I use lots of pauses and ums and ahs and things like that. And so those would all need to be edited out for an audiobook. And so it would just be a big pain in the butt for uh, me to have to do the, or for me to create the audiobook myself. Uh, so I wanted somebody who's actually going to have better inflection, some tone, pace uh, that really uh, creates an appeal for people who are listening to the audiobook version, which will be out uh, in February. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you could have probably done it all yourself. You could, have, and I actually encouraged you to maybe read the book yourself, but you knowing, if you knew that, well, my limitation is I'm going to have a lot of the pauses and the ums and the ums, and it's just not going to sound that great. Well, then you made the right decision. One of the reasons why I encourage you to do it is because I like hearing from the authors when I read the books. But at the same time, I also want to hear a good, well-read book. If the, if the person that's reading it is likely not going to sound 
great. Well, I probably don't want to hear them. And, and will I really notice in the end? Mm, probably. I mean, I, I will definitely notice if they're, how they sound is not great. Right. Um, but will I notice it's them or not them? You know, I don't, I'm not, you know, probably, probably not. So probably good decisions that you made there. Plus your time, right. You, you've got to have put a lot of time into reading your own book. Um, it's not like you're just going to sit there and read it all at once. You're going to take breaks. It's going to spend, you're going to spend a lot of time doing it. So if you're exploring the different ways to invest in real estate, then you've got to check out my new book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes, reviews, and condenses over 20 top real estate books to help give you an understanding of the full spectrum of real estate investing very quickly. So buy it today on Amazon by searching for Book About Real Estate by Matt Jones. And I've given this kind of horror story. I've told people about this and I maybe, I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast here, but for me, the biggest, uh, the biggest one for the attorney point is, and this is the, where I see the most people skip. So probably why I'm spending more time on, on attorneys than anything. Uh, I see so many people that just think that they can do their own legal work probably because it is very expensive and it does seem fairly easy to do to an extent. Right. So for me, I, I, I purchased a property. I sold it, pre-sold it before renovating it. It was, it was back in my flipping days. And, uh, this, this couple bought it this nice, seemingly nice couple, uh, bought this property and we had a plan put together to renovate the property. And, and I had very loosely written contracts, uh, that we signed very, very loosely written. And, uh, mainly just a handshake deal. And we, we then um, had a bunch of change orders. And through these change orders, all the change orders that I did were just via email, you know, said, Hey, this is, this is what we want to do. And, you know, okay, sounds good. You know, that was, that was the extent of it. Um, the project ended up going on up until, um, Basically, we're we're essentially done, and I met with the homeowners to do the final walkthrough checklist with them. I gave them the the bill with all the extras, and they didn't like that. They didn't want to pay any of the extras. They didn't feel like they should pay for any of the extras because I agreed to do them. Uh, they thought they were free, and uh, and so they quickly sh- shut the the doors kicked us off the job and, uh, and proceeded to hire an attorney to sue me, uh, because we didn't finish the job and because we were trying to charge them extra. It was very, it, it was very painful this whole time. Cause like for me, I felt like I didn't do anything wrong. What I did wrong was I didn't have the right contracts. I, you know, I didn't sign the right things and I was dealing with and I knew like I should have known that as I was working through this process, the type of people they were uh, started coming through as, as the project went on. And, and so I should have been more careful, of course, but even if they would have been fantastic people, you still should be protecting yourself, right? You still still should be putting the contracts into place because look, maybe they didn't fully understand. And, and uh, you know, 
even if they're good people, if they think you're doing these as freebies, they're going to be disappointed in the end. Right. So we should have it in writing exactly what these extras are and, you know, how much they're costing per hour, all that kind of stuff. And we should be communicating with them frequently versus I piled all these extras up on the end. You know, they knew about all of them, but again, they thought they were all freebies. I don't know how, I don't know why, but they thought they were freebies. Um, and so it ended up being a long legal battle back and forth. Um, I ended up losing a lot of money just because of attorney fees. Quite frankly, I had to hire my attorney to defend, you know, myself. And I spent, you know, 40,000, 30,000 on attorney fees. Uh, plus I didn't get nearly the amount they owed me, uh, in the end. So I lost a lot of money on that deal because I was loose on my contracts because I was trusting. Uh, and because I was honestly, just because I was being sloppy, right. That being lazy and sloppy about what I was doing. And, th and that just goes to the power of making sure you're working with the right professionals. I, I, I'll, I'll do one more story and then I'll, and then I'll let you talk. Um, I had a property that I purchased and this was actually good on my part, built a relationship with brokers, um, you know, was working really hard at Delgin at getting properties in this market and I'm getting a property and a contract and ended up closing on this property. And I found out after closing, I don't remember how long, six, eight, 12 months later, found out that, um, another person was pursuing that property uh, at the same time. And he'd negotiated and that quite frankly, the seller, um, had been mentioning this as well, but just was like, whatever, you know, we already had it on our contract. So it didn't, it didn't matter. But, but this guy anyways, uh, had negotiated with the seller to, to buy the property if our sale fell through. But what he didn't do is he didn't use the right professionals. He tried to do it himself. And he'd been pursuing that property for a long time through trying to directly contact the property owner. And instead of working through the brokers that have all the relationships and contacts in that in that market. Now I'm not telling anybody not to, not to try to directly market to properties. Cause I, I, I think that's a very, there's a very good reason to do that. But at the same time, you do need to build broker relationships. And I asked the guy, I said, well, did you ever reach out to the brokers? And he's like, well, no, I didn't, I didn't reach out to them. Why would I, you know, I didn't think about doing that. I'm like, well, why don't you do both? Why don't you reach out to all the power brokers in the industry, in the area build relationships with them and then also market on your own. Right. That's, that's a different strategy than if you're just doing the marketing on your own, trying to cut the brokers out, you end up losing out on a lot of potential deals that way. I ended up getting the property for a lesser price than what he offered, even though I went through a broker. So he could have gotten the property. He could have actually gotten it for cheaper with a broker. Um, than he did by himself. And quite frankly, he didn't get the property. So it just goes to show you again, use professionals. You, I'm not saying again, there's, there's some times where it's good to do things on your own, try things on your own. Going direct to owner is fine. It works, but you also need other relationships in the industry with professionals that are, that's what they do. Yeah, there's that uh, old adage that if you want something done right, then you have to do it yourself. And I think that doesn't really always apply in real estate. 
you know, I think that's a terrible adage. I think it's a selfish (laughs) adage, right? If you want something done right, you need to maybe be a leader yourself. You need to maybe find other people to do it for you or with you, but to do, to do everything yourself is not to do anything at all. You're not going to get anywhere. It's a cute adage, right? But, and it maybe worked at one point in time, way back, you know, before really technology and the industrial revolution and any of that stuff. You know, yeah, my biggest failing when I started out in real estate was adopting that sort of attitude. You know, nobody is going to care about the results of, you know, a particular project more than me. So I have to do all of the different things. You know, why hire somebody else to do different parts when, when I can just do it for cheaper. Um, but uh, what I learned the hard way is like you, it's better to hire somebody, even if I can do it better than them for some reason, uh, you know, if I'm particularly skilled in that, my time is more valuable. Uh, to have to pay somebody else to do it just reasonably well enough yeah. and and then to focus my efforts on what's actually going to grow my business. Yeah, exactly. You know, people, I know people that don't want to hire a, a property management company, third-party property management company, because, oh, they're just not going to take care of it like I will. Okay, maybe, maybe not. I know myself, when when I was self-managing, especially when we had a lot of, a lot of, properties that we were self-managing we didn't we did a horrible job we did a horrible job because my main goal was acquisitions i was looking at how i could increase my portfolio i was not looking at how i could effectively run my portfolio i was looking at how i could effectively grow my portfolio so my focus wasn't on operations as much as it was on acquisitions i did a terrible job at operations because that wasn't my focus and and beyond it wasn't my focus is it wasn't my passion at all right so now that i've been able to get third-party property manager managers to run and operate my property on the day-to-day basis i'm way more effective because now i can manage them i can be the asset manager i can make sure i lead them properly and do they care about my property as much as I do? Maybe not, but do they run it a lot better than I would? Oh, heck yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said there, but you've got to look at your strengths and weaknesses and we got to fill our weaknesses and we have to understand what they are and our limitations are. And for me, that was, that's a big limitation. And yeah, I had to start hiring property management companies to run my buildings. If I wanted to grow, if I wanted to be effective, if I wanted to make money, I had to hire third-party property management companies and I couldn't do it myself. Yeah. If you really want success, anything that can be delegated should be delegated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's to an extent, right? That you probably should be doing, you have to be doing some things, but leadership is, is, where you should be as, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, the visionary, the leader, um, you know, the, the one that's helping the company actually grow. Um, you might have specific skill sets you're really good at and that you need to do, but you can't do everything. 
Yeah, if you try to do everything, you're going to do everything poorly. What, what Matt, uh, anything else that you can think of that you've tried to do yourself that in the end you ended up finding out that hiring out was the best way? Oh, I mean, like odd, odd ends or odds and ends around the house uh, or like my properties, uh, you know, repair work and stuff. So I'd, I'd repair something and then realize like, oh, but I, I did a bad job. So then I have to hire that anywhere to fix what I broke. Anybody who's done like is, is handy and who has decided to take on plumbing. I think everybody I talked to that's like, yeah, I tried to take on plumbing myself. I had to run to the hardware store 18 times to do like a half an hour job. You know, that there's so many times where I could think of that, like go do this plumbing uh, thing. And I'll, it's like, yeah, honey, it's going to take me, you know, uh, I'll get this done in an hour and then we'll go and do whatever. And all of a sudden, five hours later, I'm sitting there under the sink or wherever Matt, you know, just mad as can be. Uh, yelling at the plumbing and my wife's like i i thought we were going to do this oh, I, I can't leave it now because if i if i leave it now we don't have any water on in our house like i gotta get this done i i can remember times where i'm sitting here trying to fix some plumbing and, and it's i there's one time in particular where i was trying to fix the plumbing and i didn't know what to do i was just i, I was so irritated and it was late at night and all the stores were closed and I, we couldn't turn the plumbing on unless I finished this. And, and I needed a different part and I could, I didn't, I couldn't find it, but I thought I had it. It took me like an hour and I finally found the right part and was able to complete the job. But at the same time, I was just, I was so frustrated. I'm just, I'm sweating. I'm like just completely irritated at what I, what I had done and I could have hired a plumber to come in and they literally would have taken a half an hour and they would have went out to their truck once and got the right part and had it done. And I would have spent, you know, maybe I would have spent 150 bucks to get the job done, but there's something to be said with saving your sanity as well, <laughs> as well. Like I drive me crazy. I, and, and I, 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 I do it way too often sometimes, but you know, I, part, I think part of all of us, or at least myself, and, and I feel like you're the same or similar is, man, we think sometimes, like you said, like if we, we grew up with that adage, if you, if you wanted, want something done, right, you got to do it yourself. And so we go and do it ourselves. We think we can do it. We got this, this ego, maybe it's a, maybe it's a man thing. Like oh, I, I can do it. I I'm, I am man. And, we go and do it and we suck at it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, gotta love it. Yeah. When I find myself starting to go down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos uh, of how to do, you know, some particular repair job or another, then I, I have to step back. I'm like, no, no, yeah, yeah. I, I need to hire somebody for that. But sometimes it's good, right? Sometimes you go, I'm so glad I decided to do that myself. Cause I, if I would have brought this into the mechanic or if I would have hired somebody to come do this, they would, they would have charged me, you know, 800 bucks. And this ended up being $12 worth of parts. And it took me 45 minutes, you know? So sometimes you're glad you did it, but there's other times you're like, what am I doing? I'm so crazy. I can't believe that I decided to take this job on. Cause I ended up spending, you know, twice as much in parts that I should have and messed up six times and, uh, so, you know, swore at my dog and <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, 
That's true. I've had those times of success too, <laughs> which makes it easier to trick me into like, oh, I, I did right. it well that one time, so I could do it. Uh, probably have a success another time. Yeah, that's the trick. That's the trick. All right, man. Well, we're getting way far in the weeds, <laughs> and people are listening. Like, I don't know where this is going, but um, but either way, I think people need to understand, and and I need to make sure I take it to heart too. Is is we gotta make sure we're hiring the right professionals in the right spots and partnering with the right people in the right spots. Right? It's so easy to again to think you can do everything that you ended up doing nothing or everything poorly. And so if we can just fill those fill those like weaknesses, you know, think of that uh, think of that bolt that's got a bunch of holes in it. We we just want to plug those holes with the right with the right plugs right we don't want to put the wrong one in because then it's going to keep on leaking so we want to plug those holes with the right plugs and uh and we'll keep our boat afloat excellent well cool matt um i think we need to wrap up because i could go on yeah, for forever probably, with different yeah. stories but um man have a good rest of the day make every day a saturday thanks you too Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.